Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kevod Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Wednesday, January 10th. In Revelation 1.8, Yeshua says of himself, I am the Alpha and Omega, the Aleph and Tav, the beginning and the ending, says the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. Did you know that if you read Genesis 1.1 in Hebrew, there is an Aleph Tav right smack dab in the middle of that verse. Truly, Yeshua, the Aleph Tav, is there in the beginning and the end. So, if you are reading your Bible in Hebrew, whenever you come across Olive Tov, this is a direct reference to Yeshua. The acronym for Daily Audio Torah is D-A-T. In Hebrew, that is Dalit Olive Tov. When you unpack that in the ancient Hebrew picture language, what it means is this, doorway to the Olive Tov. The Daily Audio Torah is your doorway to the Olive Tov, your doorway to Yeshua. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give, pick on the Navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Va'era, and it means, And I Appeared. Exodus 7, 8 to 8, 6. Hashem said to Moses and Aaron, When Pharaoh speaks to you and says, Produce your marvel, you shall say to Aaron, Take your rod and cast it down before Pharaoh. It shall turn into a serpent. So Moses and Aaron came before Pharaoh and did just as Hashem had commanded. Aaron cast down his rod in the presence of Pharaoh and his courtiers, and it turned into a serpent. Then Pharaoh, for his part, summoned the wise men and the sorcerers and the Egyptian magicians, in turn did the same with their spells. Each cast down his rod, and they turned into serpents. But Aaron's rod swallowed their rods. Yet Pharaoh's heart stiffened, and he did not heed them as Hashem had said. And Hashem said to Moses, Pharaoh is stubborn. He refuses to let the people go. Go to Pharaoh in the morning as he is coming out to the water and station yourself before him at the edge of the Nile, taking with you the rod that turned into a snake. And say to him, Hashem, the God of the Hebrews, sent me to you to say, 
Let my people go, that they may worship me in the wilderness. But you have paid no heed until now. Thus says Hashem, By this you shall know that I am Hashem. See, I shall strike the water in the Nile with the rod that is in my hand, and it will be turned into blood. And the fish in the Nile will die. The Nile will stink, so that the Egyptians will find it impossible to drink the water of the Nile. And Hashem said to Moses, Say to Aaron, Take your rod and hold out your arm over the waters of Egypt, its rivers, its canals, its ponds, all its bodies of water, that they may turn to blood. There shall be blood throughout the land of Egypt, even in vessels of wood and stone. Moses and Aaron did just as Hashem commanded. He lifted up the rod and struck the water in the Nile in the sight of Pharaoh and his courtiers, and all the water in the Nile was turned into blood. And the fish in the Nile died. The Nile stank so that the Egyptians could not drink water from the Nile, and there was blood throughout the land of Egypt. But when the Egyptian magicians did the same with their spells, Pharaoh's heart stiffened, and he did not heed them, as Hashem had spoken. Pharaoh turned and went into his palace, paying no regard even to this. And all the Egyptians had to dig round about the Nile for drinking water, because they could not drink the water of the Nile. When seven days had passed after Hashem struck the Nile, Hashem said to Moses, Go to Pharaoh and say to him, Thus says Hashem, Let my people go, that they may worship me. If you refuse to let them go, Then I will plague your whole country with frogs. The Nile shall swarm with frogs, and they shall come up and enter your palace, your bedchamber, and your bed, the houses of your courtiers and your people, and your ovens and your kneading bowls. The frogs shall come up on you and on your people and on all your courtiers. And Hashem said to Moses, Say to Aaron, Hold out your arm with the rod over the rivers, the canals, and the ponds, and bring up the frogs on the land of Egypt. Aaron held out his arm over the waters of Egypt, and the frogs came up and covered the land of Egypt. But the magicians did the same with their spells, and brought frogs upon the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron, and said, Plead with Hashem to remove the frogs from me and my people, and I will let the people go to sacrifice to Hashem. And Moses said to Pharaoh, You may have this triumph over me. For what time shall I plead in behalf of you and your courtiers and your people, that the frogs be cut off from you and your houses, to remain only in the Nile? For tomorrow he replied, And Moses said, As you say, that you may know that there is none like Hashem our God. Matthew 8 1 to 17. When he, Yeshua, was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Yeshua put his, forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. 
And Yeshua said to him, See that you tell no man, but go your way, show yourself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony to them. And when Yeshua was entered into Capernaum, there came to him a centurion beseeching him, and saying, Lord, my servant lies at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Yeshua said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, Go, and he goes, and to another, Come, and he comes, and to my servant, Do this, and he does it. When Yeshua heard it, he marveled, and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. And I say to you that many shall come from the east and west and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And Yeshua said to the centurion, Go your way, and as you have believed, so be it done unto you. And his servant was healed in the selfsame hour. And when Yeshua had come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother laid and sick of a fever. And he touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she arose and ministered to them. When the evening was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word, and healed all that were sick, that it might be be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, Himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Psalm 9, 13-20 Have mercy upon me, O Lord. Consider my trouble, which I suffer of them that hate me. You that lift me up from the gates of death, that I may show forth all your praise in the gates of the daughter of Zion. I will rejoice in your salvation. The heathen are sunk down in the pit that they made, in the net which they hid as their own foot taken. The Lord is known by the judgment which he executes. The wicked is snared in the work of his own hands. Higion, Selah. The wicked shall be turned into hell, and all the nations that forget God. For the needy shall not always be forgotten. The expectation of the poor shall not perish forever. Arise, O Lord, let not man prevail. Let the heathen be judged in your sight. Put them in fear, O Lord, that the nations may know themselves to be but men. Selah. Proverbs 3, 1-6 My son, forget not my law, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days, and long life, and peace shall they add to you. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them about your neck. Write them upon the table of your heart. So shall you find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, 
and lean not onto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. I'd like to speak to you today from the verses that we've read in Proverbs. So we're going to look at Proverbs chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. And there's just some real pearls of wisdom there that I want to unpack. So it opens with, My son, forget not my law or my Torah, but let your heart keep my commandments. And there's a blessing associated to it. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to you. So, first of all, it's saying, let your heart keep my commandments. So, the Bible is not an external rule book where you just read the rule book and then you follow them out of just strict mechanical obedience. But what this is saying is engage your heart. In fact, it goes on to say, let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them about your neck Write them upon the table of your heart. And that's really the whole point. When the children of Israel first came out of Egypt, and they were all camped at Mount Sinai, at the base of Mount Sinai, and then Moses went up to the top of the mountain, and he came down with the two uh, tablets of stone, the Ten Commandments. Actually, this is a prophetic picture. What had the people done while he was away? They had built themselves a golden calf, and they were worshiping that. They immediately fell into idolatry. Why did that happen? Because there was still Egypt inside of them, and their hearts were hearts of stone. And the fact that the Ten Commandments were on two stone tablets is a a hint, a remez hint, of the condition of their heart, that their heart was stone, a stony heart. What is a stony heart? A stony heart is a hardened heart. Um, it's, it's a person who has not yet been born again, who has not had their heart circumcised. So Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 31, says it this way. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel, and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, my covenant which they broke. Now this is referring back to Mount Sinai. My covenant which they broke, though I was a husband to them, says the Lord. So what what do we learn about the covenant? It's a marriage covenant. And they broke it. Verse 33, but this is the covenant, the new covenant, that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law, my Torah, in their minds and write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. So if you've truly been born again, if you have repented of your sins, and asked Yeshua to come inside and dwell within you, then you have a new heart. You're in the new covenant. Now, um, let's unpack this a little more. 
He says, forget not my law, let not your heart, let your heart keep my commandments. And if you do, here's the blessing. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to you. So I recently joined a Bible study online, and it's on Zoom. And I have a Jewish friend of mine, um, Rivka. And she's living in Israel in Efrat, just south of Jerusalem. And so she's in the middle of a war. And there's missiles and rockets going off, and you have to go to the bomb shelter. And And so she's living in a war zone. And she made a comment this week that really struck me. She you know what how do you deal with all the anxiety and the fear and the chaos um of living through something like that and she said you know have a bible study study the torah and you'll have peace that's the a coping mechanism for dealing with the stress and the trauma of war and so that's exactly what this verse is saying let not your heart forget But let your heart keep my commandments. And if you do, length of days, long life, and peace shall be added to you. Now, this next verse I want to take a look at. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. You know, there's a lot of depth to those verses there. And for a long time, I never really understood it. How how do you do that? How do you trust in the Lord? How do you not lean on your own understanding? And because especially we are very mental, emotional creatures. We think our thoughts, we talk about them, we try and make a plan and we try and problem solve. And, And so what this is saying is lean not on your own understanding. Don't go try and figure everything out and analyze it and and try to map out a a way through a problem. So what does it mean to really trust in the Lord? It's to be childlike. It's to say, Daddy, I I don't understand why this happened. Or Daddy, I'm afraid. Daddy, I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills. Or I don't know what I'm going to do to resolve this issue. But I look to you. I'm trusting in you. And a big element of trust is waiting. Waiting upon the Lord. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. This is letting him be God and letting him be sovereign because he is sovereign. And, and waiting upon him to orchestrate through your circumstances. So, the the human tendency is when a problem falls into our lap, we, we immediately want to start trying to figure out and analyze and solve the problem and then come up with a plan and then execute the plan. That's just human nature. But what this is saying is instead, wait. Pray. Talk to him about the problem or the issue. Let him know this is my concern. This is my issue. And then wait. Wait and watch and watch for the hand of God to move because his hand will move and orchestrate through circumstances. He is sovereign. And so it's a little bit like, you know, in the olden days, men would open up the carriage door for a woman as she's 
getting out of a carriage, a horse-drawn buggy. He would open the door for her. That was just what it was to be a gentleman. But now, you know, women open up the door for themselves all the time to get into the car, to, you know, go through the door into the grocery store or whatever. You don't see men opening doors for women anymore. But I use this as an example. Yeshua is a perfect gentleman. And when he wants you to uh, go into a certain situation, he will open the door for you. He's a gentleman. So rather than you rushing ahead and opening the door yourself, it's, it's much better to allow him to open the door for you, for him to orchestrate in the circumstance and for him to open the door. So, it, it, and a lot of the trust has to do with waiting, waiting upon the Lord to do those things for you, to orchestrate, and then you step through the door rather than you just barging on through it and, and doing it with your own arm of flesh. So, Father, we thank you for your word. We pray today that you will hide your word in our hearts, that it will go deep inside of us, not just in our head, not just intellectual knowledge, but let it pierce and penetrate and go straight into our heart. Father, circumcise our hearts. If we have any hardness of heart, would you please cut that away? Would you please tenderize and soften? our hearts, so that the seed, which is the word of God, will find fertile soil that has been freshly plowed, and the seed can grow and take root and create a crop. We thank you for your word. We pray you'll deposit it deeply into our heart, and we pray that you will increase our faith. May our faith grow deeper and higher and wider that humbly, like a child, we would depend on you and wait upon you and trust in you in each situation. We love you, we bless you, and we praise you. In Yeshua's name, amen. Vish Mareka Yaya Adonai Anavilaka Vikuneka Yisa The Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.